Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 90, the greatest boot pickup of all time. That's flea market to our American listeners, of which there are many thousands. With me, George, and as always, joined by Bobby. Mint, complete inbox little Samson to my dirty and broken copy of E.T. on the Atari. How's it going, my friend? Come up with this stuff. <laughs> oh, it's going good. Good. Oh, man. That was funny. Have you, uh, well, before we get into, uh, how are you, first of all? You had a you had a busy week? What's been going on? You've been trestles this morning? Uh, you Like Bert and Ernie, obviously, we sleep in the same bed here mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Eva's away, your beloved wife. Uh, so mm-hmm. I sit here and we, we share a bed. I want people to imagine that we're Bert and Ernie. While I was still snoozing, you snuck off. And you went and grabbed me a Trestle's breakfast and then brought yeah. it back. Now, that included champagne, so I'm a little bit inebriated mm-hmm. right now. It so did. Uh, apologies to everybody. Um, but you got the waffles and the full American. I mean, you know how to treat a man. I can see why Eva's all in on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, bro. I don't think I'm going to want to give up my space in the bed when she comes back. But I think probably three in this bed is probably one too many. So she's yeah. going to have to sleep on the sofa. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, new fans and old after that rather shocking revelation are going to probably wonder, well, what's going on with the show, George? Well, coming up, we've got some news, and in there, as always, we've brought you a smatter of news, but keep your ears pinned back for some Sonic news. That's Sonic the Hedgehog. And last week, we proved we were way ahead of the curve because seven days before even the major news outlets were talking about it, Bobby, we reported the GameStop scenario. That's how good we are. We've then got the feature coming up. If you don't mind me saying, it's the greatest boot straight flea pickup of all time. And we've got a smorgasbord of pickup stories from our listeners. And there's a special treat in there because we can't really judge a boot pickup without a certain special guest. So just prepare yourself. Once that's done, he pops his boot. He regales towards his finest wares that he's picked up. And we grab out copy of whatever is the hottest pickup this week while we talk about the new release highlights. Then we pick a VHS pick to take home with us and mummy, mummy. And then anyone who's paid attention to the format to the previous 89 shows, Bobby knows I'm going to ask you what you're hoping to play for that gaming week, but the show. Mm, 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 mm. It can't begin. It literally cannot start. Now, Odders, this week, due to COVID lockdown, he's been scouring back streets and alleyways and he's found himself... A broken Pong clone. Grip tight on that broken Pong clone, my friend, as I asked Bobby, Bobby, what you been playing? So I finished, I got the platinum for Marvel Avengers. And I, if I can physically take the digital copy and make it physical and open the window and throw it out, I would. Because I absolutely hated the end of it. But you know what? Whatever is what it is. And I don't even care if they released uh, Hawkeye. I'm Clint. I don't, I'm, see ya. I don't care. They could release Wolverine. I wouldn't I would play it again. <clears throat> so that's it for that. Then my boy, Marlon, officially got his game room finished because he moved. Mm-hmm. So he got a new TV. He put the PS4 back on. And we've been killing Zombie Army trilogy. So mm-hmm. I, I, did, I did some Twitch on that. Uh, I love that game, dude. I mean, it's simple. You just kill a bunch of zombies. But when you have a friend, you know, it just makes it fun. And then I'm still doing uh, Cyberpunk. But I think today we're gonna I'm gonna do more Twitch of uh, 
Dame Army. It's just easier to play. Wow. Well, how how would the Someone's listening to this now, lay back on a Sunday afternoon, like Bobby's mm. streaming. How can they get to find you on Twitch? Uh, in my Instagram, uh, the underscore chronicles underscore of underscore eight underscore gamer. I have a link tree. And then from there, you just hit, you know, whatever. I have unfit controller. I have the YouTube. I have the Twitch, whatever. It's all there. Because I don't know if new fans probably realize how much of a gaming celebrity you are statuesque there you make colin moriarty's knees crack together because he's so nervous about how many platinums you've got compared to him and your knowledge of gaming is an insurmountable mountain yet for some reason you don't know how to turn your playstation 5 on without using the controller yeah it's true what else have you been playing and cyberpunk um i believe i'm almost near end the game i guess because I'm running out of main missions a little bit, mm. or at least it might pop up, you know, after I complete some more. But I got no more side missions left. I did all the cyber, uh, the the, the cyber psychos done. Um, I romanced River. I don't know what level it was you uh, approached the cyber psychos at, but mm-hmm. I stumbled across one quite early on in the game, and <laughs> it was it was damn near impossible. Oh, bro, I got wrecked. So I came back because I was too un- way too underpowered. You know, and it said moderate. I'm, okay, well, I'm, that's not so bad. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Moderate's was, a very interesting yeah, word. It is. So I was like, oh, no. I, got, I mean, I was doing what I had to do. And when he got 50% down to his life, he kind of healed. And there's other things that I was not prepared for. So, oh, okay. I yeah. I, the first yeah. one I stumbled across, I kept playing it thinking, well, maybe this is just where the game's like a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I managed to get, I don't know, half a centimeter off its life bar. And I was like, all oh, right, okay, we're in. I know the strategy. Then, it, as you say, it healed. And I was like, yeah. Oh, no. You, <laughs> oh, no. It's, yeah. Did you, did you kill any of them? No. Me neither. The last, I guess, 10, 10%, I had a gun that cannot, uh, it's not like a non-lethal gun. So I used that for the last 10% just mm-hmm. to make sure I don't kill them. Because you can still, I think you can still kill them if you keep shooting them. But once, oh, but- once they go down, then you don't touch them. They just, you know, get knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's what you wanted to do anyway. So I did that. I did all the river. I believe all the rivers, storyline. I did all the Pan Am's storyline. So you've done the mission with Pan Am in the cave? Yes. Did you die? No. Oh. And I even tried to die, but I just I think I had too much life for this mission. My armor is crazy. It's like almost a thousand armor I have. Oh, I went through then, it very early doors. Yeah, so I did all that, and now I'm, I think I'm on the first or the second side mission of Judy. Mm-hmm. So, and then I just did some of the main story, because there's really nothing left now, so... Maybe next week or something. I maybe I'll finish it. I don't know. If, oh, if the cool. way I'm playing it now, it seems like next week. But if not next week, definitely two weeks for sure. Because I can't believe there's much left. No. Okay. Anything else? What about you? No, that's it You're for on? me, really. Okay, me. I tell you what, I've been. Welcome to 2010, friend. Because as <laughs> always, I don't know why I've been. Uh, I thought now. I played this on. I played this when it first came out, but I don't think I. I finished it. My life was a little bit different at the time. Heavy rain. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I don't care what anyone else's opinion is on it. I no, th- I think it's a great game. I, I just for a trophy, fantastic. 
if you're gonna try and get the platinum for this game, it's it's difficult and it's not, not difficult. Why, in the why sense... have you even brought that up? I don't care. No, I, I know why you don't take care. A fantastic cause... story game. No, no, no. You sit down with like, oh, you have to do all. You have to pick up the different. Like Bobby, no. Let me talk about no, the angle. I wanted to get all, and I wanted to see how because I was so interested into the story. I said, well, let me just might as well. I, how from doing this to doing that changes the ending. And I'm like, bro, oh, that's pretty fascinating how they connect it all together. Like an actual choice makes a huge difference in this game. Not like, you know, uh, Walking Dead where your decision really doesn't matter. This I, is like, if I don't do this, it screws me up for the next part. And it's like, what a compelling story, bro. I love this game. The feelings. Now, I know some people say oh, it's an interactive movie, but I actually think it's definitely more game than mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But what I've I've always been a, like I had no, I had No Man's Soul on the Nomad Soul on the Dreamcast, had Fahrenheit on the original Xbox and PlayStation Two. I've Heavy Rain. Mm-hmm. I've already queued up to play because it's a game I picked up very very cheap. Um, Beyond Two Souls. I have that. It was free, wasn't it? Free one time? I oh, it, it probably free. could have been. Yeah. But Heavy Rain, the way the controls work, make you, to me, make me feel more grounded in the universe. Yeah. You know, like cracking an egg or uh, applying a bandage or, uh, you know, very gently, you know, treating someone's wounds or mm-hmm. rocking a baby and feeding it the milk or putting it in the milk warmer or, you know, just little actions that make you all of a sudden feel very grounded in the universe and i wouldn't say i think heavy rain is a perfect game for a casual gamer to play because it's so it's easy to pick up but one thing i would say it created a high and fahrenheit used to do this as well a really high level of anxiety you know when things because there's a section in it where madison on the trail of the origami killer ends up in this sort of illegal prescription doctor's house. Mm-hmm. And I made some choices, ended up with me. I didn't drink the drink much to his frustration. And then he came back and he knocked me out and you wake up on the table and he's going to do a myriad of evil mm-hmm. things to you that we can't really go through on a PG show, but mm-hmm. it getting free and dodging the different attacks he was coming at you with. Yeah. Like my heart was in my mouth. Because you also feel for these characters. I've re- I've read a few um, at the time um, professional critical reviews of the game, and they mm-hmm. said it starts slowly. And I think the fact that it starts slowly actually draws you in far deeper. If it had been very bam 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 from the get go, I don't think that would have been as good. It lets you learn these very. The controls are very alien to. Yeah, I mean, well, look at the beginning of, of the game. The first thing he does takes a shower and get dressed, hang out with his kid. Yeah. It, you already feel for this guy immediately. Oh, he, he, you got to get him showered. You got to get him dressed. You got to get him over here. He has to play with his kid and help his wife at the party. Boom. I'm in this guy's world now. I tell you, the only frustrations it come that, that fed that led to me was that I don't know whether it's because it's like an old uh, pad that I've got now or whatever, but sometimes when I did some of the six axis movements, mm-hmm. like I moved it, but maybe I didn't move it too quick or maybe I didn't move it too far. Uh, and some of the buttons, like there's a section where you, the origami killer tells you to go to this power station. Mm-hmm. Fine. Navigated the glass tunnel. Easy. Mm-hmm. Got to the bit where I needed to walk through the wires. Now, I did get 
stuck on a couple of them because I didn't, the first one you get to, it's like, oh, okay, I must just have to go through this one. But some of them are off and some of them are on. But I went through some of them and it was like, I didn't like grip the button or move the controller properly enough and it zapped me. And then it, yeah. like I got more than however many zaps and he walks through the coward door and I'm like, I've literally got one wire now to get through to get to the end and mm-hmm. you're telling me he quits. It's like there was some minor frustrations in that regard, but the storytelling was fantastic. I love the FBI agent. That's very sort of Twin Peaks. The acting yes. fantastic. The way when he sort of bam and he's in his virtual room <laughs> and the butler's like, you know, you probably ought not to go too over the top on the Novocaine mm-hmm. stuff, whatever it's called, the Nova Trip or whatever it is. You better not have any more of that, sir. And I thought that like, was awesome. But what annoyed me again with him was there was times where you could have took the Nova Trip or whatever it's called, and I didn't realize that the button prompt on screen was take the Nova Trip. I thought that was like, okay, let's move over here to do something else. And he ends up nailing it, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't oh, want you to yes. have it. Yeah, I want you yeah, not yeah. to have it. Um, so I, there's one section where he's in a hotel room and I think he's trying to move towards the bathroom and I got level with the bed and X popped up. So I was like, Oh, X must be just to lie down and take it easy. And X was like nail the Nova trip. And it was like, Oh yeah. No. If you don't pay attention, that happened to me a few times where something pops up, but you do it. And it's like, it's the total opposite of what you wanted. It is the total opposite of what you want. Yeah. It happened to me a couple of, th- um, there's a section where Madison has to jump out of a burning building mm-hmm. and, I got, and it's not clear. I think it's a game that warrants multiple playthroughs, admittedly. Yeah, it does for sure. And and I got to the window, and she's like, "Oh, it's too high. I might die." And I, but the the time had kind of run out, and I was like, "Well, it's not that high." In a previous situation, I've seen someone else jump off a motel roof and get up and get in a taxi and get away. So surely the two stories that you're going to jump down is survival. She's going to break a leg, but yeah. I'm going to do it dead. I was like, yeah, yeah. Mm. she did. Yeah, there's definitely, def- yeah, total different different endings and story arcs and happen depending on what you do. I thought I, that was awesome. I implore. It's been remade for PlayStation Four as well. I actually think really? it looks. Yeah, I actually think it looks good on original hardware. Um, I think it looked great. I like the grittiness of it. I think that's what makes it. Look I think great. it worked well. Yeah, I don't want a high def clean. No, it's supposed to look like that. It's supposed to look like gritty. I sadly have to admit that I had had the story spoilt for me, so I but I played it anyway. Mm-hmm. And actually watching the subtle little, just little granular bits actually build up towards the actual eventual reveal, mm-hmm. I thought was mag- absolutely magnificent. Yeah. And it might have made it better for me knowing, unfortunately. I think if it had happened and I'd have been like, oh my goodness gracious yeah. me. Because there's one scene where, you're burning things, okay? Mm-hmm. And then the next scene, you go and there's nothing there. But you could have taken the action, I didn't realize, just to sit in the chair. And then when someone else comes in afterwards, all the evidence would have been available. Yeah. You don't realize that you're actually ruining it. Yeah. It's for yep. the next... Per- you kind of sit there and you're like, well, the investigation's over. Burn, burn, burn. I'm done. And then, boom, it's like, oh, no! But what are you going to play it done? again? Um, not straight away, I don't think. Like I say, I've got Beyond Two Souls. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I was very lucky to be sort of half half given, half sort of 
you know, have this, I'm kind of done with it. Copy of Detroit, become human as well. So mm-hmm. I've got both of those to go through. And off the back of um, our loyal listener, 16-Bit Prick, he's got a wonderful YouTube channel. I watched a couple of his reviews. I didn't, I've watched, I thought I'd watched all of his reviews and it came up on my YouTube stream that I hadn't watched The Getaway, uh, the PlayStation Team Soho exclusive and his Fahrenheit review. I've always been a big fan of Fahrenheit and David Cage and Quantic Dream's work. I actually find their storytelling to be very unique. Mm-hmm. And um, The Getaway was part of that team? No, The Getaway was by Team Soho, an internal Sony studio in the UK. I, I'm, I, I love that game. Let me tell you now, okay? At the time, it might have felt like the very cutting edge of gaming. It now is an impenetrable mess. Mm, well, I'm sure actually, how long was it out? Uh, I think it was like yeah. two, 2002 or something it maybe came out from memory. And the it still looks okay. You know, it started up and I was like, this is better than I remember. You know, I've got the PlayStation 2 hooked up high def. It should be great. And the car controls are a bit sort of wonky. I was like, okay, well, that's not so bad. And then you get out of the car and you go through this warehouse in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gun controls are just... There's been so many similar games where things have happened where you expect it to be in the game. You know, like you expect maybe there to be a lock-on or or maybe you'd be able to walk and run, uh, walk and use your gun. No, you can't. So with all that known and you can't unlearn, it feels very antiquated. I might Aww. still I might still kind of struggle on with it, but to be honest with you, it was very, very frustrating. It's kind of at the crossover point between old style and new style game, um, which was a little frustrating. Um, but he did a, a wonderful review of Fahrenheit, again, a game that I think still stands the test of time. I've actually gotten pre-order, though it's been delayed, the PS4 remake physical edition. Um, so I'm excited to get my hands on that again. I'll definitely check it out because I like to watch YouTube when I eat lunch. Yeah, 16 bit prick. There you go, Fahrenheit yeah, and the Getaway. He he's played. He he probably played more Getaway than I did back in the day. So he's probably got a little bit more muscle memory or understanding of where the people are coming from, which probably takes an edge off of the difficulty level. But mm-hmm. I have no passion for the controls, and I know you can heal, but sometimes some encounters you die immediately if you get caught in the wrong place, and mm-hmm. you know you you go to move and you stick to a wall, and then the next minute you don't take cover and yeah you roll out in front of a load of people and you don't want to. And it's like, Oh God, you know, and there's oh, no yeah. in, in modern games. It's like, this was the, what I would call the tutorial. This was lowering your in gently and it's straight into an immediate, like pretty quick car chase across London, which you can't mm-hmm. really fail. But at the same token, you have to go quite fast to keep up with the car. Secondly, you get out and you're just thrown into what feels to me like a real mill. It's not like there's one bad guy, you get your gun out because there's no on-screen prompts either because they're going full cinematic mm-hmm. and there's no health bar or anything like that. Yeah, it, yeah it's it's nice. It's, a, it's an it's amazing a game of its time. It's But it's very much a game of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't employ... It was, it was well-received and it looked good and it played great at the time, but going yeah. back to it retrospectively, it's not, it's not matured like a fine wine. One would imagine, with me having talked for far too long about games from another century, it's it it's probably time for us to have a look at the news, Bob. We've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, normally, as honour dictates, Bobby, you're the first one 
in the news hot seat. What you got for us there, friend? We got Sonic boomed, and I had to say it like that. I'm sorry. That's that's kind of how it was intended. I only can say it like that, and I just say that randomly in my house sometimes too. Never gets mad. Uh, Sonic continues <laughs> to be a huge part of games, and is up there with the most recognizable characters of the medium. We can attribute at least part of the Hedgehog's success to Roger Craig Smith, who's been voicing Sega's mascot for a decade. Recently, it's been announced that the actor voice is stepping down from the role. Oh, I thought he passed away. Okay, good. He didn't. Uh, Smith posted the following Twitter yesterday, confirming the news to fans of the Blue Blur. Uh, at Roger Craig Smith, he goes, Welp, 10 years was an amazing run. Onward to new zones. Much love to the fans who've been so kind. It's been an honor. This was followed up by the official Sonic Twitter, which made the following statement on the matter. It's uh, at Sonic underscore Hedgehog. Over there, for over 10 years, Roger Craig Smith has been an integral part of the Sega family. He brought the voice of Sonic to life, and we are forever grateful for his never-ending enthusiasm of helping the community and spreading joy. Thank you, Roger, for all you've done for Sonic. I mean, to be honest, I had no idea he even voiced Sonic because I didn't play any games where Sonic spoke. I I I wonder, just for a moment, mm-hmm. if... Getting rid of the early aughts to now's attitude-ridden Sonic voice. Mm-hmm. In, in let's let's just cast this lens across it. Okay. There's been some changes. This is we're not doing this news, but it, mm-hmm. it is there is this news that Sega's reorganising itself again, mm-hmm. and it's all happening at the same time that Microsoft internally leaked has been rumoured to be gearing up for buying another studio. Mm-hmm. Sonic's uh, Sega's moved off their arcade division. They've let go of the fan of the voice that's kind of been synonymous with mm. the character to this point, almost hand in hand in every game. It's like, we'll get Roger in. Now you're positioning yourself where you've got a clean slate so you can redesign Sonic however you want him to be, mm-hmm. the new voice. Mm-hmm. Is this, do you think, is this part of a buyout by Microsoft? I mean, if it is, would it, like I said, I, I would like a new Sonic game, but what are you going to do with, what are you going to do with them? Right? Like, I have ideas how maybe you could do it, but even if you do do it, does he have, he's not Mario. No. That's for, that's for sure. So, he has popularity, he may have some people excited for it, but, I, I think it's as much as I would want one. I think it's I think it's done. And if Microsoft buys it, you know, good good luck, have it. You know, I get, now you have a mascot. I'm concerned that uh, if Microsoft did buy it, like there's no there's no way out. If they decide then that they're done with Sega Game Studios, because you know these things has happened. It's part of Fallout. People buy studios mm-hmm. and then drop them off because it's not quite worked out. And I don't think Yakuza's been the absolute success on Games Pass that you'd imagine it would be. Uh, unless they can get people on that ecosystem to actually give a damn about the Sega franchises, it seems like a little bit of a... It's going to be a bit of a strange acquisition. So I don't know. Equally for Sega, you know, a lot of their franchises are dead. They've never revived them. Sonic's about the only one they're keeping alive. Um, Yakuza has some cult niche popularity. They own some of the they, they own the Total War franchise, but 
I know a load of people are going to write in now and say, oh, George, you know, a bit like, you know, what did the Romans ever do for us? Or they give us roads, they give us coins, they give us this, that and the other. But what 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 has Sager ever done for us? I mean, would you a new Jet Set Radio? Would you a new Panzer Dragoon? We kind of got a Streets of Rage, but would you a new one really that actually warrants pushing the hardware and moving the story on on next-gen systems that we've never had but never quite been able to do it? We kind of do a new Outrun, but that's dead to them as well. We could be mm-hmm. due a new Super Hang-On, but that's dead. Um, I know, think the sad thing is, I think Sega is done. I just think it's... Like, you know, it had its run, it's good to go, but it, it, it's done. Mm. You know? Certain things can last. Like... I think Metroid for Nintendo is done. People want it. It's just like a niche. But Mario, they got it. Zelda, they're in. And then then Mario and then Nintendo can do what they want. What's Sega doing? They haven't made anything recent besides maybe some, I guess, rehashes of whatever. You and know, you, like and, what are you gonna do? You're gonna the put a Sonic Yakuza. And the beloved Yakuza. Yeah, you what are you gonna put a Sonic like, you know, a, the fourth the first four Sonic games? Or five, whatever with Sonic and Knuckles, you're gonna put it them together in like a high def, super graphical, two D platform. I mean, yeah, it'd be that... cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, I would love to play it like that. You know, like an upgraded version of Super Mario. Yeah, it's it's cool, but you play it, you beat it, you're done. They're not they're not long games. So how long are you gonna play this for? Like like I said, it's I think Sega's just done and it's fine. It happens, no big deal. Well, on the next bit of news, Apexed. According to a recent YouTube video and Amazon listening, uh, listing, Respawn Entertainment's Battle Royale free-to-play game Apex Legends is arriving next month on the 2nd of February. While there's no official confirmation from EA just yet, Games Director's Chad Grenier has now responded to the question on Twitter asking when the Switch version of the game will be released. Apparently, Nintendo fans can expect some news very soon. Here's the full exchange. At two at Chad Grenier. Hi, Chad. I would like to know when Apex will come out on the Switch or at least how the game goes or just FPS, whatever, but please something. To which at Chad Grenier replies, we'll have some news soon. Apex Legends was originally scheduled to launch on the Switch last year until Respawn decided to delay the game in October. Grenier said this was to ensure the team did the Switch version justice. There's also some news about the Japanese retail release of Go, uh, via Go Nintendo. Somewhat unsurprisingly, it's filled with digital-only content and won't include a game card. Um, not something you're going to be mildly interested in, but maybe the slew of Fortnite players on the Switch might have a new Battle Royale to play, and therefore it might signal some sort of a death knell on their stranglehold on the console. But uh, I've never played Apex. Have you? No. No. It's- the only game I've played similar to this was a uh, road company. Mm. I know it was, like I said, when you have a couple of friends, you, you know, you're, you're just top having a good time on the headset. It, you know, it's a time waster. It's cool. But if you don't have any friends, I mean, I can't imagine this being like, Oh, look what I did. Who, well, who are you talking to yourself? Mm-hmm. After yeah. that, I'd rather play a single player story. until I got a boy to come on. Oh, let's try this real quick. Okay. Well, with that line neatly drawn, Give us this last bit of news, some Microsoft news. What we got, friend? Uh, suit up, Chief. We're going in. 343 Studios, 343 Industries has noted that it intends to allow players to test Halo Infinite ahead of the launch. But as per producer Sam Henshaw, it sounds like you need to be signed up ahead of time to get involved. He says, this year I'm excited about getting our, fl- our, f- our flatting program together so people can play some Halo. 
we started spinning up more eternal uh, flighting, getting our builds to where we want them and working on our delivery process. Of course, part of the excitement comes from knowing that this, that this is all building towards public flighting later this year. And if people are excited as, as I am about the project, about the prospect, they should probably opt in to the Halo Insider program and make sure their profiles and contact information are all up to date. Uh, so now you can make sure you're all ready to go later this year. As noted above, all you need to do is head over to Halo Insider website and either sign up for the first time or log into your account. If you're already a member, we advise checking over your profile and making sure your details, such as your email, are still correct. Keep in mind that being part of the Halo Insider program doesn't necessarily mean you'll get picked for early access play sessions, but there will be hopefully uh, multiple chances to get involved in testing Halo Infinity later in the year. Pretty cool, right? Obviously, going yeah. into some form of beta, they they kind of probably need to make sure that the multiplayer aspect of yeah, I've always liked Halo for the single-player story because that's just mm-hmm. me. I know you're a single-player guy for the majority yourself. But for a lot of people, they probably don't even turn the single-player on. They go straight into the multiplayer section. So making sure this is as tight as humanly possible by exposing numerous Halo aficionados to the system, I think sensible. And mm-hmm. also, there's, there's two schools of thought here. It either makes it special because you're kind of... Uh, involved in making it something or it takes the shine off so when you finally get to it you've already played the wheels off of it it's like opening your christmas presents before christmas isn't it it's like mm-hmm. well it's like retro gamer thomas playing his, his wonder boy on his master system whatever it was played the wheels off of it and then at christmas it's like yeah i'm not that interested in this game anymore so uh thanks for that mara pa but uh i'm done so yeah thoughts on that Oh, it's cool to be part of beta. It's not bad. I, I was part of the For Honor beta. That's pretty cool. Mm. And then you might get like a special thing that only you can get because you're part of it. You know, like a, like a, I don't know, what do you call it? Like a cosmetic? Yeah. Something like that. So that's pretty cool. I, I did like, I remember when I played Halo with my friends, Halo 1 and 2. We did the co-op story together. And then we had people over. We did the four-player split screen on Friday night. So those are cool. But I don't think you have a split screen no more. I think it's all just online now, right? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, so it's going to be totally different. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, I suppose the question on everybody's lips is, did we miss anything? And let's face it, guys, we so missed out on some chunky news. (laughs) But that's what we do. We report the niche stuff. Uh, well, we try to be cutting edge, but we dress it up as niche so we can get away with mediocrity. Uh, do you have an opinion or take on the news we missed? If so, Bobby, how would the collected, and at this point, thousands mm-hmm. get in contact with us and let us know um, that, I don't know, what what outrageous opinion have I had today? That, that Sega's actually got more franchises than you could possibly imagine that are still alive and kicking, and, and it shows how old you are that you're still waiting for a new outrun super hang-on game, George. You're way behind the scenes. How could they get in touch and let me know that uh, I've been sipping too hard on the Kool-Aid this week, Bobby? You can contact us on Instagram or Twitter at Unofficial Controller Podcast. They can hit us up on email, which mm-hmm. is questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Or they can even join the Discord, which you can find in the link in Instagram, in the bio. Not forgetting that if you want to join the Discord and you're a good egg on the Discord, mm-hmm. once a month we award a community prize to the best uh, contributor or upheld, upholder of the Unofficial Controller Podcast 
vision, standards, etiquette. Mm-hmm. They win a mug. A UC mug. Doesn't yeah. really get any better than that, does it? Uh, no, it and doesn't. also, question. Mm-hmm. Surely, to ask a question of a show of this magnitude, surely, to be in the Discord of a show of this magnitude, we're going to ask money. How much does it cost to get involved with the Unofficial Controller podcast? Well, you get that firefighter discount, which is basically free. It's free. It's, let's confirm. It is completely free. Free. I'm Either I'm insane. El Buccio is a rampant Mexican drug lord who's too busy mm-hmm. on the Colombian marching powder to actually have a clue what's going on with some of his... Uh, Side businesses, which are basically used as, a, as a, an official money laundering scheme, that's half the reason why it's free. The other half is because I, I, I'm just way too nice a guy. All right. Listen, in this Discord, not only can you talk to us, you can talk to fellow passionate gamers about games. Also, amazing screenshots from games that people are playing. You and even a, learn how to cook. I was going to okay? say. The new edition, Culinary okay. Delights. How amazing. is this? It's just unbelievable. You have what you've been playing. We even have a place where you can squat up. So, I mean, really, it's not just, oh, here's some games. Let's talk about them. It's like, listen, you know what? I like games, but I want to eat. There you go. Boom. Done. I, I'm, a, I'm a lonely gamer. I want to form part of a fire squad in Warzone. It's done. Click, Clickety, clickety, clack. You're in. Yep, you're in a you're team. In Absolutely yep. beautiful. Now, this week's feature, Bobby, mm-hmm. we asked the, the listeners, beautiful listeners, because every week, skewing in nicely from that whole free thing, you get to comment on the show. This week, we asked yep. people to tell us their favorite car boot, flea market, uh, charity shop, as we, there's, uh, us Brits would call it, or you guys might call it uh, Goodwill. Mm-hmm. What's the best gaming pickup you've had? Okay. Now, I don't want to pretend for a moment that me and you have the ability to judge this standard. So in a change to usual proceedings, Bobby, Mm -hmm. guess who's coming early? Who? He tears up the drive. It's the way he is coming because there's only one man. Yeah. There's only one man that has the prowess to judge pickups of this magnitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, don't expect him to say anything, but we shall look to him post-comment for a congratulatory nod or a congratulatory head shake. Yeah. Don't blame us. We're just interpreting the medium of how Stingray chooses to express himself. Now, I don't know what he's been up to this week, Bobby. One would imagine that he's been trawling, much like Odders at the top of the show, back streets and side alleys, because people have been clearing out because they're stuck in their houses. So there's all magnitude of wonderful electronic goods going begging down back alleys and side streets. Well, he's been involved in some crazy stuff, because I don't know if you noticed, but if you're looking at him, slightly left eye, very cyberpunkish optical. Okay. I don't know if it's if it's something he just put on there like as like a costume or he actually did it with some Ripper Doc. More he's probably than... he's probably trying to scour even more 
with well, digital technology. Seeing as Stingray is cyberpunk personified, yeah, he is the living embodiment of it. Yeah. Someone else who's the living embodiment of cyberpunk, but with a slight touch of Guinness mm-hmm. and a slight hint. Not just a slight hint. What am I saying? It's the biggest slab of Irish beef this industry knows about. It's C. Pliskin. Now, here's a man who listens to the show and enjoys the very nuances of my delivery. He says, ah, my favorite time of the week. Where can I trip up George with his pronunciations live on air? Smiling with teeth, nervous gritted emoji. I was never really went to flea markets and bought anything noteworthy. The last time I went to one was when I was 10 or so at my local primary school, where some guy had a PS2 copy of Shadow the Hedgehog, which I wasn't all too keen on. However, where I am, we have a pre-owned shop chain called CEX. I've used their services a lot, particularly when I was 16, building my Blu-ray collection with films like Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy and Once, an Irish rom-com set in Dublin City, which I live near, one Best Original Song at the Oscars in 2008, and who also I met the star of when I was 14 when he visited my secondary school. And rebuilding my PS2 collection with games like SSX Tricky, a game I mentioned last week for our new listeners, Robots, a tie-in to the Blue Sky CGI film from 2005, which I nostalgically love, and the game that I want to discuss, 2004's James Bond 007, Everything or Nothing. You see, kids, back when he, he's got a wonderful turn of phrase this week, he's put in, he's put in very low tripwires in his readout. So I'm navigating on tiptoes here, Bobby, literally tiptoes. If this was heavy rain, it would be an L1R1 combination mm-hmm. to dance through his comment. Okay. Anyway, he says 2004's James Bond 007, Everything or Nothing. You see, kids, back when EA was lesser but somewhat questionable company, they actually put out on more than one occasion great games, mainly from EA Redwood Shores, later renamed Visceral Games and shut down in 2017, who did licensed games based on The Lord of the Rings, fantastic games, and 007. While I do prefer their previous title, Nightfire, with its incredible theme song called Nearly Civilized and Timeless Multiplayer, Everything or Nothing was the closest to a proper 007 film turned into a game with the voice work of Piers Brosnan. He's put Brosnan, but no. Uh, 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 I ain't falling for that one, C. Pliskin. His late, his last appearance as the character, Judy Dents, or we might know her as Judy Dench, John Cleese and William Defoe, combined with fantastic set pieces like the opening exchange mission or boarding a plane in a motorcycle before it takes off. It's the closest of replicating the action of a Bond film without turning it into a Call of Duty clone. The new IOI title sounds promising, but I'll wait for the gameplay myself as... Also, quick request, if I may, can you please make a big shout out to my creative partner? This is happening. So we're doing it. Deep underscore C underscore doodles. She's been listening to your episodes these past two weeks. Is the illustrator stroke artist of our still in development novel. And being just a wonderful woman and a friend in general, general, smiling with slight blush cheeks, showing some form of level of emotion emoji. Times two. I don't think I can repeat it because I can't quite remember what I said about the original emoji. Close brackets. See, <laughs> see, see, Pliskin. I said when I saw this land on the Instagram, quite possibly the most succinct comment ever written. 
he ties everything up with a pretty bow and he delivered it in such a way the man has an eloquence of the English language like no other seemingly and a vocabulary that is unrivaled in the comments section on Instagram. What can I pick out here? Because Stingray is saying he's kind of, you see, Stingray speaks to me telepathically. I can't, it doesn't sound like normal words. It just leaves emotions. So, so I'm he from, talks to you telepathically. But he only can convey emotions to me because it's a very rudimentary form of, I'm a very rudimentary human being. Mm -hmm. So when he conveys his high level of understanding, all I pick up are a range of emotions, like happy, sad, or... He just pulls out, like, little kid playing cards at a picture when he talks to me. I'm not sure. How, how strange. Well, yeah. from within C. Pliskin, I don't know what his greatest pickup is. I think he might be saying his greatest pickup is James Bond everything or nothing from a school fate... Um, to wit, now I like the EA Bond trilogy, uh, and I agree that they are rather masterful. I probably enjoy the EA Lord of the Rings games. I've got Lord of the Rings Third Age, the turn-based RPG game based on the franchise that they made around the same time, winging its way to me in the post. Would I say it's my greatest pickup? No, probably not. But my emotion that I get from 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 Stingray, although he sent, I sense an admiration and warmth to his creative partner, Deep Sea Noodles, Doodles from Stingray, and a warmth, just a wave of a warm glow, almost like I've had a pint of Guinness from C. Pliskin. Mm -hmm. Stingray's general overall mood for James Bond, everything or thing, is quite low. It's quite low. Mm -hmm. Up oh, next, who's next out the basket this time? Who's Let's walk around the digital car boot mm -hmm. because we can't car boot, can we? Because yeah, obviously, because no. we can't flea market, we yeah. can't Goodwill, we can't charity shop. We've been mm -hmm. reduced to vicariously living a digital version of a car boot. Mm -hmm. The next car along with its boot raised, who's that little character looking back at us? It's a fellow redhead named Ginger's Game Room. Hmm. He also joined the underscore crew because he got underscore between all that. He says, I want you to cast your mind back to the ripe old year of 2006. I was 11. Me and my stepdad went to Thorsby Market and for hours wandering around, aching feet, heat stroke from the 14 Celsius temperatures, <laughs> my pale skin blistering. I spotted some TMNT action figures. I asked for them. And my stepdad turned to me and said no. <laughs> it's very nice to be treated like a redheaded stepchild, bro. And I know his pain. I uh <laughs> I know his I know his pain. I um All I get from Stingray is the eternal sadness for Ginge. Every week he meant he writes in. He uses us as um, Back in the day, in the early run, Rose Space Monk used to use us as a cathartic way of confessing some of his naughty boy actions or some of his gaming sins. I think Ginge is now using the channel really as a way of some sort of deep level counselling for mm -hmm. for his for his abused childhood. Yeah, uh, I I I feel for him. Um, Stingray just questions. There is no pickup there. Yeah, he just pulled up a, a question mark on a card. I, I get the I I get the emotion that uh, Stingray's wondering why Ginger exists, a little bit like Ginger's stepfather. 
Yeah, I'm just kidding. I was. I'm. I'm curious if we let's just say we had a special guest. Yeah, how would he convey his thoughts to the other parent? It's amazing. I, I just. I'm amazed, bro. I just. I love this part of the podcast. You, you never know. It might just be fireworks or something. I love it. I love it. Every bit gaming. Uh, he's got in touch. He says not the not the biggest bargain. In fact, rewind, Ginge, as your new adopted father. If you want TMNT figure, son. I'll get you the full set. Turtle sewer play set the lot. All right. Beautiful. Let's Beautiful. let's heal this. Okay. I left it out there as a bit of a joke. Like who needs him? We all need him. We all need everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. We need every listener because we love you all. Anyway, that said and done. I feel like the we've appeased the 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 bad air. Stingray's happy. He's lighting a cigarette, which normally means happy every bit gaming says not the biggest bargain i've had but uh, years back i managed to buy a boxed this stingray's already conveying the emotion of wide-eyed emoji to me it'll buy a boxed sega multi-mega from a car boot as i got to the stall someone else had it in their hand i later found out he thought it was a saturn when he asked the guy how much, he said 140 quid, and he scoffed and put it down. I swung in and picked it up and had to do a bank transfer in the middle of the field to secure it. I tell you now, driving home to hope it worked was a twitchy experience. It did, though, no problems at all result. Right now, Stingray has conveyed the emotion of levitating three foot above the ground while spinning around with strange virtual light show emanating from his left toe, on his right foot. I would say that's an early win. Who's next out the boot? The man you displaced to become the co-host of the greatest gaming podcast on planet Earth, or at least a tribute. Who is he? He writes, Tommy UK 73. He writes, this pick heart emoji. That must be him from his cell yearning mm-hmm. for the days when he could shackle free, wander around a car boot. He's basically writing this in with a Nokia. He says, <laughs> my memories. Of a burner phone. <laughs> yeah. In the back of the bathroom in one of those loose tiles. He yeah. says, my, my memories of car boots with my grandparents is always wonderful to think back on. More toys than gaming back then. My greatest secondhand pickup has to be my Dreamcast with Shemnu. One, boxed, virtual tennis, MSR, and an extra controller, all for 20 pounds. My local game station. What a bargain. Did I say that right? Yeah, that is phenomenal deal. Beautiful. Uh, i tell you one thing, though. Hmm. Stingray has crashed to the floor from every bit mm-hmm. gaming's uh, revelation. Mm-hmm. He He's looked at me... He's, if he could convey to me sadness, he would. And what I feel like is 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 expressing to me the feeling of being cheated upon, because he's questioning why Tom didn't buy the the fake Dreamcast and the big box of copied games that he had for twenty pound from the back of the Nissan Bluebird. Next up, continuing the theme of the Dreamcast, I think you need to do because the Italian Stallion has arrived yeah. on the scene. Yeah. Okay, I got you. We got RY underscore underscore stars, like the Resident Evil franchise. S dot T dot A dot R dot S. A few years ago, I picked up a boxed and complete Dreamcast from a flea market, two controllers, VMUs, Shenmue 2, Co Veronica, 
Crazy Taxi, Sonic Adventure, and a few others for £11. A few years later, I needed another video cable for the same Dreamcast. Cost exactly the same, just for its own cable. Yeah. Stingray has got up, and I don't know why, but I'm being conveyed the emotion of popcorn. I like to I like to interpret it this as mm-hmm. as a happy feeling. Mm-hmm. Up next, the walking pepperoni stick. We know him as Banner Binks to retro gaming. He says, <laughs> "I'm just I'm just preparing his sound clip." Kabul mm-hmm. and the flea market are my favorite place to go on nice summer Sunday mornings. Even when we go on holiday, I see that they have any local flea markets. My favorite foreigner flea market would have to be Waterloo Polion in Amsterdam. Highly recommended. However, when I was young, my parents would go to Kabul every Sunday and come back with some sort of tat. They still do, sir. They asked me if I wanted to go along and I would come. I would refuse saying I don't want the second-hand stuff. How wrong was I, sir? As a child, I never understood why they'd go to a kabuta. If you can go to a shop and you can buy that stuff. So now I wish I would have most prob uh, have a semi-complete or SNES collection, sir. And as the odd few times I go, I used to see it at a SNES games for like a peanuts uh, for 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 nothing for nada, and I I think who's going to buy them when the PS2 is out? Uh, so it's a very um uh, very uneducated a uh, child. So as an adult, I tend to go every Sunday. Now our favorite is Borum in a Chelmsford. So my new adopted home away from the beloved Naples. Uh, we have a Lithuanian store that sells deer meat. Sir, I don't know why I go on the side ramble about the deer meat, sir, but I'm telling you, I always walk past the trying to get free samples. I've been quite a lucky at the car. Boots. The biggest profit I ever made was when I bought a Venusaur and a Blastoise and a Charizard. So then a Pokemon card. So you'll see uh, from an older lady for 50p each. I, I sold them on, on eBay for a night of profit. So I've been able to top up my PS2 collection for as late uh, at Car Boots 2 just before the lockdown. So I managed to pick up both Blood Rain sir, and it's Rather underwhelming sequel, sir. Blood Rain 2, yes, for 50p each, sir. I still do not know why I mentioned to you the dear meat, sir. But everybody stand up for the... I've done the emojis in a different order this time, sir, just to keep you guessing, sir. So everybody stand up for the national anthem, sir, for the Italian anthem, sir. The very best of the national anthems, sir, available across the globe, sir. And everybody sit down for the national anthem. So that is complete. Now the music is done. So controller emojis, sir. Yes, that is correct. Emoji of controller emoji. So this is the generic controller emoji, sir. And the trophy, sir. Trophy, sir. Emoji. Look at it now, sir. Yes, that is the sign of a winner, sir. I am a winner. You're a winner, sir. My comment is very high brow. Um, 
For some reason, sir, I am still here and Stingray through the medium of time travel. He's immortal. He conveys to me confusion at the enemy. Sir. He also conveys satisfaction, sir, at the at the Venusaur Blastoise and Charizard cards, sir. I go now, sir. Thank you, sir, for your time, sir. Thank you. Wow. What? <laughs> Do you know what? Dear meat. <laughs> oh man, that's wild. I look forward to these comments every week. Um Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got up this morning and I was like, oh, do you know what? Even though you've been out and you bought me this breakfast, I yeah. don't know if I can get revved up for the show, but once you get in the show that's it, you're in it to win it now. You're in it. And 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 Badabinkster is that you know you're in a race you've fallen and someone comes down they pick you up they caress you they yeah. hold you and then they just give you a push on that push on this week is Badabinkster like you know you got a friend who's like really sick from too much drinking they got long hair he's the kind of guy that's gonna hold your hair out when you puke this this clip this yeah. this clip he sent is the yeah. is the digital equivalent of holding mm-hmm. my hair out yeah. of my face while mm-hmm. I sick up. After one bottle of lemonade hooch. Yeah. Respect. Up next. Wait, no, hang on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. What about yeah? What's what is what you're saying? Because he's just looking at me like I don't think Stingray speaks Italian. But if he did, I think he would be expressing the the only the only emotion I get is confusion. Mm-hmm. So I Maybe he's going to let that marinate like a fine Italian wine. The first sip, you don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit of time to compute. So look out. Look I, out. I think the, the deer meat really threw, threw him off. It's a Lithuanian store that sells deer mm-hmm. meat as well. Guess what? El Buccio. He mm-hmm. needs another speedboat run because he's got to pay for the sound effect. It's a new Listener. listener. Buck underscore lad. What a legend. Uh, I bagged Papa the Rapper on PS1 for one pound. Awful game, but an absolute bargain. Thumbs up emoji. (laughs) What a man. Uh, He says awful game. I quite enjoy it. It's basically a rhythm game dressed up as Mm -hmm. something else, but it is just a rhythm game. Um, Something not too difficult. But what I'm getting from Stingray there is the emotion... Of two raised eyebrows mm-hmm. and one of happy satisfaction. So, uh, who's next? It's uh, we know him as Young Adult Man. You might know him as Wan. Dot GD thirty CE twelve. Quite what that means. It's probably his bank code and sort count account number and sort mm-hmm. code. Fellas, fellas, good morning. Chilling with the sunglasses on. I'm feeling very cool for school emoji, mm-hmm. full stop. Well, in two separate instances, I was able to score some goodies whilst at the flea market with my wife and kids. I was able to buy a copy of the Mass Effect collection on Xbox 360 for 20 bucks, EUX, mm-hmm. okay? Which was still cause, which was a, st- what am I doing? Bobby, forgive me. You, young adult man, forgive me. Which was st- as a steal. <laughs> ah! Which was a steal, because if it was still in its wrapper. Second, this time I found a mint copy of both Luna, 
Wow. And Power Stone for my beloved Dreamcast. The lady literally didn't care. I grabbed both games as soon as I seen them and said, I'll give you 30 bucks. She said, deal. Boy, was I happy. Side story. I remember this one kid at school saw me playing Mega Man on GBC, and he told me he'd trade me for a dollar and a red starburst. <laughs> That's how he said it. Smiling with a little pool of sweat at the top. Emoji. Yeah, that kid was wild. If he's going to trade that for a red starburst, bro. You got some penguins in there. What's wrong with this kid? I'll give you a dollar and a red starburst. Mm-hmm. I'd buy uh, that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a starburst. <laughs> Someone turn that into a soundbite and deliver it back to us. Someone with technical skill. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Finster. I'm looking at you, Boba Labor. Who's, uh, who's next? Oh, look out. El Buccio set off another speedboat run because we've got a new, new listener. Ace underscore in your face 23. Not the first in your face, but the 23rd. Well, I imagine it more like Michael Jordan dunking on you. That's the image I saw when I read it. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, My greatest flea pickup was actually not games, unfortunately. But I do recall buying 80s movies on VHS. Weird Science, Breakfast Club, Ha Ha in Spanish, which is Ja Ja as you would read it. Uh, or that one time I traded a Game Boy Color and some games for a GBA and Pokemon. It was like in the seventh grade. I was so pumped. Stingray's comp- is expressed to me that he didn't. Stingray's like relatively satisfied with Young mm-hmm. Adult Man's comment, but he has intense admiration for the kid with the dollar and the red starburst. He asks me if that was him. I said, I don't know. He also says that he likes the sound of people picking up VHSs because it's it's his medium of choice. So Ace in Your Face 23 mm-hmm. has given him a warm, like a warm glow, like a hot drink on a very mm-hmm. cold day. That's the feeling I got for that. Up next, yeah. Danny Plays. Wonderful lady you find her on Instagram, always supporting the show, always doing a bit. Here she says, this reminiscing is making my heart hurt. Can't tell you how much I'm missing the boot sale. It's hard to choose a best pickup because sometimes it's a single item. Sometimes the day is just amazingly collectively. I'll go with my N64 and GameCube pickup, three boxed mint complete N64 games and four mint GameCube games, 30 pounds, AKA $30, AKA in the words of our great man, 30 bucks. Hands up, exalted emoji. Miss those days. End of story. Now, Stingray puts this on emotional equidistant level as the kid with the red starburst and every bit gaming's uh, Wonder Mega or whatever it was. Um, up next, the man who needs no introduction. His name's Retro Gamer Thomas. Um, I wonder if. You should voice him. Up, we got RGT. He goes, car boots were a regular Sunday morning activity for us when we can go out. And quite regularly, I would pick up games, normally PS1, 2, 3, Xbox, or Xbox 360, very occasionally. I would be able to pick up the odd cartridge game for a Spectrum tape. I wouldn't say I've ever really had a cheap gem, basically because I don't get out there early enough. Mm. A mate of mine used to get there early and used to pick up all manner of retro gaming 
goodness. One of the best ones I remember was he bought some game and watches from, of a chap. I think it was four of them, and they were four quid each. Box with manuals. Unbelievable. Wow. Plus, he did get me a box Commodore 64 with games for 25 quid ones. Bargain. Thumbs up emoji. Controller emoji. Joystick emoji. Wow. Beautiful. So the difference between 25 quid and 20 pounds would be what? What's this the same thing? Is this a, a, quid is, a quid is a pound. A quid is slang. That's okay. like books. So bucks. Copy. Copy, copy. I, sure. I copy. like that. Um, okay, well, from that, there's a slight twinge in the nether regions of the ray, but mainly I think because it's RGT and it's svelte figure, chiseled in marble as it is, uh, it has, has, has tickled him in a way that only retro gamer Thomas can. Made the pants tight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next... That's another speedboat departing from Mexico City. It's a new, new listener. listener. Mike of the North Star. He says, about 12 years ago, I got my copy of the Jetsons on the NES at a local car boot sale. I was looking through a seller's old VHS tapes when the Taito logo caught my eye. The box had been cut to fit a VHS, as was an ex-rental from Australia. Oh, hang on a minute. Mike of the North Star, mate, is an Aussie. About 12 years ago, I got my copy of the Jetsons on the Nairs at a local car boot sale. I was looking through a seller's old VHS tapes when the Tido logo caught my eye. The box had been cut to fit VHX boss as an ex-rental from Australia. After talking to the seller, he said he owned a shop in Oz. As we got talking, I grew up in Perth, and I asked if he had any more. He said no. And I didn't even realize he still had this one. The VHS tapes were gone for a pound each, but as this was a Nintendo game, he wanted a tenner. I also passed on it as a tenner was all I had on me, but he said because I grew up in Oz, he'd do it for a fiver, mate. That's fair income. wasn't until a couple of years later I realized that was fairly uncommon. It's due to this now. I always check VHS tapes, etc., and speak to the sellers. Fantastic. Spreading across to Antipodean cousins Beautiful. like the... Like the Black Death, basically spread across Europe in the Middle Ages. Question, Stingray, what's your thoughts here? Stingray's hung upside down like a bat. I choose to imagine that's the only way he can interpret an Australian's comment. He says to me he expresses great satisfaction. And he sent me a very strange mental image of a duck-billed platypus riding a swan. Interesting. Mm. Now, Stingray... I have to wonder, which do you think is the greatest listener pickup of all? Or no, no. Who was the greatest deal maker that we've talked about today? Do you know who he said? Mm. He said, it's not every bit gaming. No, it's not Danny Plays, mm-hmm. nor is it a young adult man. He communicates to me that the man he has most respect for in this listener's special best boot flea pickup of all time is the dollar red starburst kid. For him, he is the exalted winner mm-hmm. of this week's uh, best boot pickup of all time. Mm-hmm. Where have we found ourselves? Mm-hmm. It's episode 90. It's the lull before the peak for episode 100. And we found ourselves awarding a prize to a nameless child mm-hmm. who wants to trade a dollar and a red starburst 
when Stingray gets in the feature, all hell breaks loose. One wonders now, we, now we can either do, and I'm going to let you steer the show at this point, we can either roll this into one big boot fest and do a hashtag Stingray's boot, unscripted, totally mm. out of nowhere, this wasn't planned, or we can go straight to the main man's boot himself. What would you like to do? Would you like to continue this boot on, or would you like to uh, sidle into the big man's boot? Let Wells continue. Okay. So, to all those that listened this week, we obviously, for our comment of the week, we ask everyone to mention in what their best boot pickup of all time is. But mm-hmm. we do have a concurrent theme on the Discord. You can post up your pickups, whatever they are, gaming, if it's a pop funk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, which we will then immediately react to, because that's one of the perks of the Discord. You can stick stuff under our nose, and we shall bark obediently like trained dogs. Or... If you want to get lost in the maelstrom a little bit, every now and then we read out pickups that you've tagged hashtag Stingray's boot on on Instagram. It's not been that long since we did one, but we shall rifle through and pick out the best ones that we can find this week in what can only be themed as a smorgasbord of boot activity. So if we go to Instagram live and type in hashtag Stingray's boot, if you want to play along, you can do. Also, if you get a pickup, you can also do the same. Forgive me, I am old, so therefore I cannot do multiple things at once. Stingray's boot, you click recent, boom. Who have we got? Oh, it's a me, sir. You thought that you hadn't had enough of deer meat in the main section of the show, sir. So I send you a picture of my espresso, sir, and a, a picture of Tony Montana from a Scarface, a pop funk, sir. I like that. Uh, thank you for the uh, for the picture. I like it. I presume that was a pickup. I want to judge his background. What's that in the background? I like his plugs. I like his tiles. I like his crops. Up next, a man who needs no introduction is Oscat.tv. He's got his steel book of 8 Mile, and he's also got a pop Funko of Marshall Mathers, a.k.a. Slim Shady, a.k.a. B-Rabbit, seemingly. Uh-huh. He's also brought up a trifecta of Scott Pilgrim versus the World steel books. He's not just got one. He's not just got two. He's got the Holy Trinity, three. And he brandishes in there like playing cards at Texas Hold'em. Wonderful. Who's next? We got the barber who games, who's not a barber. He has a copy of Persona. Oh, my God. The soundtrack to the original Persona. And he's got Conception Maiders of the Twelve Stars on PS4. He's a man of very high tastes, is our Barbary Games. He's a, he supports mm-hmm. us. Up next, I don't know why I hadn't liked this, but the Roast Space Monk is displaying, really, spread-eagled like a young lady trying to get into the modelling scene across a bonnet <laughs> of a Nissan Bluebird being snapped by a man with a mullet who tells her he'll get her face across a million copies of Vogue. Mm-hmm. It's not quite the shot they're looking for, but it's a stepping stone on the way to success. But Spread Eagled, much like the aforementioned female, is his record of Shenmue. Uh, it's nice to see. I'm more interested in that nice-looking little scrabble 
of their names, one would imagine, arranged in a picture frame. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Up next, oh my God. Now, the next person is basically one of the biggest egotistical dog ends you've ever seen in your life. It's an official controller podcast. They've put their own picture in there. Now, that picture, Bobby, is what we'd call a car boot. Mm-hmm. People come, they open their boot, you buy stuff out of it. Okay. Yeah. They're trash. Mm-hmm. One man's trash, another man's treasure. Absolutely. Is that a flea market in your eyes? Listen, I've never been to a flea market like like you guys been to. So oh, I really wow. appreciate all these things. Yeah. Wh- wh- I, where would I go? Like you guys go. Every now and then someone has like a garage sale or whatever. I, you know, maybe in Long Island or some on places in New York City where I'm not, I have know nothing about. But I've never actually been to one. I've been to like, there was some place in Jersey, kind of like a big, like a mall type thing, but it wasn't mm-hmm. really a mall, just a bunch of little individual shops. And they would sell, you know, random things in there, but it wasn't just games. And I remember looking for, oh, let's go see if I get some games. Zero games. So I think it's pretty cool you guys have this stuff in your neck mm. of the woods. Uh, well, I think we that tell... That looks fun, though. That looks awesome. I think we tell all the good stories, but miss out the times we walked around for hours on end and bought nothing but a pair of, I don't know, a ladies' brassier year because we needed to come home with something, and that's all there was. Mm-hmm. That's my guilty confession. Who's, who's next? <laughs> Stingray looks at me disapprovingly. He's never been on the show for so long before, and he looks angry. Uh, who's next? Got Radbash Gaming. He picked up a couple Funko Pops. Uh, nobody I really recognize. Chippendale. Looks yeah, like. Chippendale looked cool. And Stranger Things Dustin. Castlevania and Judgment on the Wii. Where? Oh, yeah. I never played that. No. And then he got a Cobra Kai, I guess, DVD. Which is, looks like a bootleg copy to me. Well, well done there. All right. Uh, up next, Game Racer. He's he's spread out a copy of uh, Star Wars Racer on the PC, which is uh, obviously much like the aforementioned uh, N64 version. Sega Rally uh, and another version of Sega Rally as well. Uh, he's scanned across. He's showing off his 3D FX and his Gravis, Gravis Exterminator pad. Looks like an Xbox pad, a primordial version of the Xbox pad. Uh, again, the Barbahoo Games, PSP Conception game, and also uh, an Innocent Sin PlayStation 1 by Atlas. I like it now as I'm here. Odders. Last week, I mentioned that he had bought his Pulse 3D headset. Here is the aforementioned Pulse 3D mm-hmm. headset. He's got a like from me. I don't know what he's took the picture on. Looks like a wheelie bin. Either which way, he's happy. Who's next? We got Rad Bash Gaming. Oh, I've got OG Gamer Five. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I, I made a mistake. Yeah. Look, beautiful that, shelves. Have I died and gone to heaven? Because look at all that PS3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice stacks that, of shelves. That's beautiful. But yeah, hang on a minute. Let me zoom in. Oh, it's because he's got all the NBAs. Oh my yeah. goodness! Looks gracious. like alphabetical order. Everything alphabetical order, which is oh, nice. Oh God. Oh, I'm going to save this game for my personal delectation later. I shall. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness gracious. And me. it appears that Bada Bingster Retro Gamer 
is a fan because I see he liked it. He did. A man of class and elegance. Mm-hmm. He knows what's up. Uh, up next, Radbash Gaming. Copy of Stuart Little 1 and 2 on a double feature DVD. That man knows quality when he sees it. Voiced by Michael J. Fox. Little Shop of Horrors as well. A great, uh, one we call a musical. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Oscat TV with his back in black, black and white pop funko of, uh, I believe, Angus. Yep. Up next... Again, us with our arcade memories post. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you've got this. Welsh Game Hunter. Yes. Now, now, this is an eclectic mix. Look at these pickups he's got. Dino yeah, Crisis. Got... Yeah. What else he got? Some kind of cheats. Like a, like a cheats DVD, I guess, for the PS2. I'm not really yeah. sure. I never saw that. That's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mafia 2, which is a phenomenal game. Do, do, I mean, listen, if you have to buy it remastered, fine. I would just prefer it on the original ps3 um rocky legends which my brother had and once you unlock gold rocky it's cheating yes and then i see tony hawk nice nice stuff smackdown here comes the pain a game that i'm still plugging mm. away at on the ps final fantasy 8 yeah and smackdown versus raw are you sure final fantasy I saw it, yeah, in the corner, right? Yeah. Oh, and he's also got X2. Yeah, the silver edition. Well Mm -hmm. done. And in the background, I don't know whether this is a pickup or whether it's something that he's just got kicking around his game room. He's got the Donkey Kong Conga pack as well, the bongos. And that looks like a Street Fighter poster, I guess. Oh, it is. It's a a boxed... hitting something. That's a boxed Super Nintendo uh, SNES console pack-in. Exclusive to the UK. Oh wow! Yeah, that's cool. Retro gamer Thomas. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know why he's, he's showing off. He's showing off his platinum. Cheeky yeah. monkey. He's, he's put this under hashtag Stingray's boot. But to be fair, he deserves it. He's gone and got another trophy. It's mm-hmm. the platinum trophy for Mars Spider-Man Mars Morales. I thought you know that was going to be one on the pile that I would have that he wouldn't have. But he's determined to smash me into the ground like a primordial bug, just trying to crawl out of the soup just get crushed by a T-Rex on his way to murder another Velociraptor. Uh, Oscat with Vincent Vega. He's also got... Oscat at this point is deciding to show us his 3D Doritos. Fair play. And La La Land, amongst other things. You need to wear like glasses to eat them? I think like so. Glasses. I don't think okay. they're actually a crisp unless you wear the glasses. Yeah, that makes Here's sense. Like that. I didn't know he could do this, but much like the Italian master's the artists. It's Spider being still retro gaming, so he can do drawing now, sir, as well. Look at me as I spent a week trying to draw Count Nefaria. What I would say about that is, what are your thoughts, sir, on the Italian villain? Um, I like the collar. I I think that's 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 fine. I'm actually Well, happy with his artistic work there. You it's, know what it uh, looks like? I love the way it looks like the old 80s comics. Yeah. That style is yeah. dope. I, I think it's great. I like, I like the shade. And I need to, too. I'm going to have to go off and research Count the Faria. Maybe this is an Italian side genre I didn't know about. So he's an Italian funny. villain, comic villain. Yeah, I know. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah, about beautiful. that. Beautiful. So. I mean, what, what a better way to perfect my Italian than reading Italian mm-hmm. comics, you know? I've often thought about that. You know, when you're a kid in, in mm-hmm. the UK or America, you get these books, don't you, that yeah. are very easy to read, like very yeah. simple words, like I had a ball, mm-hmm. I had a cat, mm-hmm. I had a dog. 
But when you try to learn another language as an adult, they throw you in at the deep end, like, can ask for a bottle of wine. Like, oh my yeah. God, you know, yeah. why can't I get hold of kids' books in Italian that's, I had a bat, I had a dog, That'd be super I had helpful. a ball. That should be the way Italian or other languages yeah. are taught. I feel like, at least in America, how they teach you another language is almost like those questions in math where, you know, Tom, Jerry, and Nancy had seven tennis balls. They're on a train going 160 miles an hour. Where would they park the car for the movie theater? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, exactly that. that. Like, that. whoa. Like, bro, how can I learn anything? How you just describe that? Yeah. I, I think you should start with the basics. Like, mum, dad, I had yeah. ball. I had yeah. bat. I had car. I drank milk. I ate toast. Yeah. Colors. Yeah. Simple. Beautiful. Red. Red, blue, green. Red elephant, green elephant. We can make elephant. an Italian, learn to speak Italian, unofficial controller podcast, small pamphlet. Or, you know, that'd be great. Consider it done. Let's go. El Buccio's just sent me a text. Where are you getting the money from this? You sniveling rat dog. You still owe me money for the Discord. And Stingray's getting paid for this episode. Where do you <laughs> think that money's coming from? You're reaching out the bin again. You sniveling English worm. Peace out. Love what you're doing. No problems, El Buccio. Uh, the Barbaroo Games again. Uh, Yamari on the PS Vita. Dragon Quest 4 on the PS1 and Xbox 360. The first thing I noticed, though, uh, is that Lenny? Lemmy, yeah. Motorhead in the Beautiful. background. Here comes the game. Oh, look at this guy. <clears throat> It stops now. Time. It stops now, RGT. You're not allowed to get all these trophies. You're making me look below average. Um, we'll do one more. It wouldn't be the boot without it. Uh, so it's Retro Visions. He's got his 265th and 266th uh, games of his 290 title dream for his Atari 800 collection. Mm -hmm. I normally call them nick combs they're not nick combs um i said one more we'll do two more because retro gamer thomas has got the platinum for the order 1886 mm -hmm. i hate it yeah i, I missed two collectibles on my playthrough two i mean you can get it again it's a half hour game just go for it dude rock it out mm, it's not a half hour game all That's, right it's an hour sorry no it's, it's four hour. hours if you skip the cutscenes, an hour it's not an hour. <laughs> it's an hour. It's four hours of gameplay. Uh, last one. This is what I think is cool. <clears throat> I've never seen this before. Sega Junkie? No, like this. Uh, looks like I've never seen. I know Commodore 64, but I've never seen one. Ah, well, here's a tape cassette of Lethal Weapon, the Hit Squad version on tape. Sega Junkie sent in. Um, I would well, say. Why does it say Commodore sixty four? What is that? What is that? I don't understand. That's that. a C sixty four. It's a cassette tape. Yeah, you you load it on the cassette tape, and it, play, it has visuals. Yeah, it loads. You know, like a CD holds game code. Back in the day, cassette tapes held game code, and the console really? had a tape deck that was plugged into it, and you you typed to run on the screen, and you press play on the tape, and it would play a sequence of beeps and sort of squeaks, and they would be interpreted as ones and zeros or game code. So run in those days, it would have been in basic, so it would have been like 10 print line one and all that sort of drivel. Wow. Uh, and then that sort of does all that. 
you know, the loading, you know, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, you know, when mm-hmm. it starts up, you put it in the console and it's like, you hear the clackety clack of a keyboard and it types like run Vice City on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the, the back, that front bit where it says run X, Y, Z on the screen stays there. And then there's all the colors dancing around the side of the screen. That was done because that's how Commodore 64s loaded games back in the day. And because that game was set in the eighties, they did it as a throwback. It was completely lost on you. hundred percent. But now you know a little bit more. You're almost dangerous, Bobby. Every episode, dude, I learn something and I appreciate that. You're going to have a whole new, understanding of vice city now i wonder how many people that passed by who just didn't know uh, that- probably listen and i my no listen my friend had what well, it couldn't have been a common before he had some other oh he had a spectrum that's what he had ah wow so i've never i've never seen a commodore 64 ever in person and i'm a, and i'm an old-time dude so i'm like wow that's pretty cool well, because I'm feeling semi-nostalgic, I'm going to give Retro Gamer Thomas, he, much like me, is an aficionado of limited editions. I get them when they're a pound. He probably gets them when they're new. But he's picked up a copy of Owlboy, PlayStation 4, from PlayAsia. With that, one would imagine that's the hashtag Stingray's boot done. Mm-hmm. If you want to be involved in that, you can either pop them on the Discord or if you want to get your readout on air. Uh, the thing is, if you put them on the Discord, me or Bobby will pop by and go, wow. You might even see the unofficial controller album art, which is my way of signifying very cool underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, or we'll comment. That happens there. If you want to potentially get a readout on air, I can't guarantee every single one of them is going to get on air, but a good helping will if you mm-hmm. want to. You put hashtag Stingray's boot under your pickup, and that's how you get in the listener Stingray. It doesn't happen all the time, but every now and then it does, and it felt only right and proper to do it now. So this virtual car boot we've been in, has just extended a little bit further. Now, he's already here, and we're cheap. So we've already used the sound effect. Mm-hmm. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between a counterfeit nappy and a dodgy copy of Battlefriend all this week? These are the new release highlights for the week, January 25th to January 31st, 2021. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical, or will be by the time the podcast in your feed, but could be region-dependent. Stingray's expressed to me, a lack of patience, and also you better god want goddamn now well buy something or I will kill both of you. Mm-hmm. Have you picked a mummy mummy out of this this smorgasbord? He's got quite a lot this week. He's been a little bit lacking, but he's he's picking up games at a pace. Um, I'll go first because I think. That's normally what happens. I forget. It's only episode 90. I've got no idea what's going on. <laughs> Solus 128 on the PC and Switch, January 25th. Explore Solus 128, a game of interconnected puzzles where you redirect and reconfigure rhythmic pulses of light to breathe life back into an ancient machine. Up next, we got Encodia for PC, January 26th. Neo Berlin 2062, Tina. A nine-year-old orphan lives with Sam, 53, her big clumsy robot guardian, on a rooftop makeshift shelter in Neo-Berlin, a dark megapolis controlled by corporations. Do you know what? Hmm. I think I was going to go with the medium. But Hmm. just based on that readout alone... Yes, sounds interesting. That sounds amazing! 
Mm-hmm. But uh, for, we don't. I don't really. What is it though? Right. I've no I'm idea. Good. So I. I don't know. If that was on a film blurb on a DVD in the back, of I watch it. Car, I'd. I'd watch that immediately. Hundred uh, percent. So it gets a. It gets a. It gets a. Guess a half a. That's a half mummy mummy. If there's any mm-hmm. change left from medium, I'm gonna get in yeah. you. Uh, what next? Uh, King Arthur Knight's Tale on the PC, January 26th. A unique hybrid between turn-based tactical games and traditional character-centric RPGs. Knight's Tale is a modern retelling of a classic Arthurian mythology story filtered through the dark fantasy tropes. A twist on the traditional tales of chivalry. Up next, we've got Stronghold Warlords PC, January 26th. Besiege Great Khans, Imperial Warlords, and Shokun Commanders in Stronghold Warlords. The latest castle sim from Firefly Studios. Command AI Warlords across the battlefield as you build a castle economy and new gunpowder-fueled siege engines. Whoa. Up next, right, the Eye of Atlantis, PC VR, January 27th. With a little help from this story, a time travel agency set sail to the city of Atlantis for a VR Mist Ickle Adventure. So it's obviously a mist themed game, style game. Filling the sandals of an Atlantean who recently broke out of prison, wield supernatural powers, solve esoteric puzzles, and try to prevent the end of Atlantis. Up next, we got Devour. Wait, my throat is. <clears throat> Mine is sore. I've been on. Devour. I've done a lot of speaking recently. January 28th. Can I do the whole thing like that? Let's try. Try. <clears throat> Devour is a co-op horror survival game for one to four players. Stop a possessed cult leader before she drags you to hell with her. Run, scream, hide. Just don't get caught. That. I hope it sounded good. You know, my I should have had some water for it. That sound. No, water would have would have softened it down a little bit. That was mm. perfect. Uh, that. Yeah. You, next hope, I hope I hope you can hear it. Last time I did that, it sounded like I went mute. And that I heard it. Okay. Uh, up next, Disjunction on the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, January 28th. Disjunction is a cyberpunk stealth action RPG set in the dystopian underworld of 2048, New York. Experience a reactive, intertwining story of three playable characters working to uncover unfortunate truths that will change the fate of their city forever. Question. Is mm. disjunction a little bit like you know when like Dante's Inferno came out of the cinema and then there was like all those other volcano films came out around the same time? Mm-hmm. Is do you think disjunction the get in on the back of it cyberpunk game? Yeah, absolutely, hundred mm. percent. The fact that it even says that and it yes. has to be set near the time, but not the time. It just could have been a cyberpunk stealth action RPG. You had to put it in twenty forty eight. You know, <laughs> that's just me. This is my mummy right here. I've been waiting for this game for a while. The PC, I mean the PC. Oh boy, the medium on PC, uh, Series X, and I believe Series S, January twenty eighth. Discover a dark mystery only a medium can solve. Travel to an abandoned communist resort and use your unique psychic abilities to uncover its deeply disturbing secrets, solve dual reality puzzles, survive encounters with sinister spirits, and explore two realities at the same time. Sounds 
Good. And that's going down well on the Discord. The Xbox community seem mm-hmm. to be uh, lapping that up like a starving cat at a bowl of milk. So one would imagine that's, uh, well, they, to be fair, they needed an exclusive because I don't think they really got one at launch, did they, the Xbox players? So this is the kind of thing, if you got a Series X, you were kind of like, mm, need a game. And mm-hmm. bam, they delivered. Perfect. And it's been well received um critically as well so fantastic up next monstrum 2 on the pc january 28th monstrum 2 is a survival horror game for two to five players set inside the procedurally generated sea labyrinth sparrow lock join a team of prisoners evading terrors within whilst figuring out how to escape or become one of the deadly monstrosities whose only goal is to hunt them down up next we got sword of the necromancer for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, January 28th. Help Tama save Koku using powers of Forbidden Sword of the Necromancer. Turn your foes into allies and reach the depths of the Necromancer's dungeon. Defeat the Guardians to gain enough soul power to bring Koku back from the dead, no matter the cost. Now, I don't know about this game, but I saw Coco, and that was a phenomenal movie. Very sad. But beautiful. Is that anime? It, it uh, well, it's like you know the computer-generated animation. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. very cute. Uh, Tohu PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and the world's best console. Forget your Playstations, forget your Xboxes. Park them for a minute, bro. Put your Sega Tender Switches down for a moment and listen up, because the Stadia. I'm expecting something from them. It's not come. But the greatest console on planet Earth, if you want to play the best cutting-edge visuals on any platform, anywhere, any day of the week, it pays the bills. It's the Google Stadia, January 28th. Experience a brand-new adventure game set amongst the world of weird and wonderful fish planets. Yeah, you heard that right. Fish planets. If the Stadia needed a game, it was this one. Explore Mm -hmm. a beautiful environment, solve intricate puzzles, and discover the truth about a mysterious little girl and a mechanical alter ego, Hubus. <laughs> what the hell have you brought us this week's thing? Yeah, around? that's wild. Up next, Bonkies, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, January 29th. Bonkies is a jolly couch co-op party game filled with a pinch of construction building. Gather your primates, equip your banana fuel jetpack and robo-arm, and raise wacky buildings all over the cosmos for the glory of ape kind. Become the chimp heon of space construction. Mm. Now, when I first read that, that was the last thing I thought about reading an ape. Yeah. That, I, so that so as I read that, I was reading it as I was surprised every word after uh, primates. Yeah, you threw me off, really. Very strange concept, but... You know, every week, at least we haven't had a roguelike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, that's fine. That's fine. Gods Will Fall, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and the aforementioned greatest console of all time, the Stadia, January 29th. The gods' torturous role over humanity has lasted for millennia. Bent on cruelty and suffering, they demand to be served with blind worship through an oath of fealty pledged from every man, woman, and child. To those who don't submit to the gods' will, a slow and merciless death awaits. Up next, we got the pedestrian for the now, PS4. Huh. Now, huh. 
this is seen releases on other formats as well, but this has got, if there's any change left after that other game, if there's any change left after that other Xbox game, I'm putting it down on the, the pedestrian. Really? Yeah, it's quite cool. So we got the pedestrian PS4, January 29th. I can see the signs in my sleep now, always guiding me closer. Will this really work? Have we achieved the impossible? That's almost like crossing a street in New York. Can you make it? Would you believe it or not? It's based around street signs in what looks to be New York, and you have to kind of solve the puzzles. You need to go check it out. It's a strange concept. I think it's on PC. It might even already be on Xbox. I'm not sure, but it's made itself made its way to the PS4. Um, I'll check it. it might be a PS4 console exclusive. I'm not sure. I don't think it is, but it's definitely worth looking at. Up next, the very last thing in the boot scrambling around here under under the back spare wheel cover is a copy of turrican flashback on the ps4 and switch january 29th the legendary turrican series is back experience four classic action games in this trailblazing collection with huge levels outstanding music and modernized controls this is the ultimate retro game experience discover all the secrets rise against the machines and take part in the 30th anniversary one of video games finest moments developed by factor five yes the developers of lair most famously and those rogue squadron games uh Turrican became one of the greatest action video game series of all time heralded around the world for its mix of gigantic boss battles huge explorative level design and of course the unforgettable music score from chris Hulsbeck. now those that really pay any attention, that horn, probably Red Diesel that you heard in the background, those that paid any attention, they know that once we've picked our mummy mummies and all that, we pick a VHS. So I'm going to pick, last week I picked Firefly. I'm still working through that, so I'm going to ask Stingray graciously if I can have a double bubble rental on that. But I'm also going to pick so hopefully when I finish Firefly, I shall pick up Serenity, the movie of Firefly, which you mentioned last week, Bobby, but you uh, neglected to realize was the movie of Firefly. This week, I'm taking Serenity. A few moments later. Sorry, I think the lady next door fell. Well, actually did fall. I heard her. Is she okay? Yeah, she's fine. But I heard, I heard her. I heard something like drop, and I just had to go check because she fell before. So ah, okay. To back up, yeah, she's okay. Uh, well, I filled eloquently. I might leave all this in because you know what? That's going to keep them guessing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had an on live fall, on live air fall. Mm-hmm. I might cut some of the weight down. From the 20 minutes it was to the 30 <laughs> seconds just for, for for effect but i sat here waiting 20 minutes while you administered first aid she didn't need first aid but your hands wandered where they shouldn't have been bobby mm-hmm. eva's been away far too long at this point uh <laughs> so i picked serenity the film that you didn't realize was the companion to the firefly series i got last week i still haven't finished that so i've asked lord stingray for a double bubble pick mm-hmm. um What's your VHS, Mummy Mummy? The Punisher. With Perfect. Dolph Lundgren. Perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Okay, with that, he's literally thrown the copies at us and he's stormed off because he's wasted enough of his time when he could be out time wasted. He needs to be renting, not talking. Okay, so the kid with a starburst one. Now, those that paid attention at the top of the show, those that waited through your assistance of a fallen old lady that you mishandled inappropriately on her way up to verticality, what uh, odders, just bear with us, Mm. Bobby, what are you hoping to play? Uh, Definitely going to continue... Uh, zombie Army trilogy mm-hmm. with my boy Marlon. I might just you know just continue to stream that as well. And Cyberpunk, I want to finish Cyberpunk before I move on to something else. So that's it. Just those two games, really. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And what me, you? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna keep on the train. Once uh, this has been sent to El Bouchot's editing studio, mm-hmm. I will. Um, I will play Beyond Two Souls, I think. Nice. I'll make a nice cup of English breakfast tea. Mm-hmm. I shall light that wonderful looking fire that we have in the central atrium. And I shall sit down and enjoy almost like a food connoisseur picking at a delicate banquet. I shall enjoy picking apart the wonderful Beyond Two Souls. I heard it reviewed terribly, but to be honest with you, if it's an evolution, if it's the next chain of evolution between Fahrenheit to heavy rain. Well, Nomad Soul to Fahrenheit to heavy rain to maybe a slight blip in evolution, but still an evolutionary step to Detroit become human. Mm-hmm. It's one I'm willing and very happy to take. I also would like to see how hot, because heavy rain's a looker, but in places it looks like a, a game from the earlier generation, whereas oh, Beyond yeah, Two no Souls... Doubt looks to me from what I've seen so far in the, the in, cause I've installed it and it's like ran a little sort of teaser trailer, you know, like mm-hmm. they do if you leave a game alone for long enough. I love watching those little teaser trailers that pop mm-hmm. up uh, or elements of gameplay or whatever. Well, heavy rain was, I, I really liked that game. Beyond, uh, Detroit become human. Yeah. Also, I loved it. That was a great game. Interesting story. And again, many, many endings. So it's like, there's definitely replay value once you beat it come back to it a week later or so and try again another ending yeah. it's great which i think i'll do with heavy rain i just there was something about that the music was really good on heavy rain and the artistic stylings itself it felt at times to have the same level of class as something like la noir which i'm also a big fan of mm-hmm. whereas beyond two souls feels like it's got hints of like sort of government special forces type secret operations mixed with like twin Peaks style mixed with like stranger things vibes you know mm-hmm. i got that from the music although it predates stranger things obviously so yeah, yeah that's it A- anything else to say before we we let them go about their rest of their day no that's it for me i'm good to go okay well as always thank you for the time this week listeners as always thank you for your time we look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week until then happy gaming remember there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller it's what you do with it that counts see you bobby peace out Hi, it's George here from the Unofficial Controller Podcast. 
just taking a moment to, first of all, thank you for listening. means a hell of a lot to us. Secondly, every week we bring you free content, the latest news, the new releases, a feature of note, normally something to do with games or gaming past, be it one of our history of documentaries or an insight into the industry itself or how games have affected us as people. Yes, we incorporate you listeners into that. All we ask is that you drop a little comment on our post on social media and you can get featured on the show. Hey, do you know what? You may even win a prize. The only charge for this is zero pounds, zero pence, zero dollars. That's right. No money. All we ask is that you like, subscribe and leave a review wherever you found this show. And if you're feeling a little bit cheeky, tell a friend, get them to do the same. We have a Discord that's free for you guys to all join in and get involved in. And the community on Instagram and Twitter is alive and thriving. So don't be a lonely gamer. Make yourself known. Thank you. And now it's time to begin this week's entertainment. Take care, guys.